Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, everyone. Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the U.K., Oh, Rush Nation, we're back. Goodness gracious me. Unlike half of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, Murph and I've made it into week three, Murph. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, we did uh, carry some questionable tags there with uh, the apocalypse that was happening with quarterbacks going down and backup QBs going down and third string quarterbacks going down. Um, and then we both almost went down. Uh, but we are here. Uh, unlike uh, those that are made a biscuit, we plow on and are ready for week three, which can be said for more than uh, a lot of players this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, to be fair, we both did go down in the FFCC, didn't we? We were both out. Yeah, shot down. Uh, shocking performance. Like I lost, uh, I think I lost seven or eight players to injury in that, um, which is quite infuriating. But that's uh, that's knockout football. A lot of good analysts went out. Bobby Sylvester went out. Bob Long went out. Uh, Joe Pispier went out. Um, Mark Schofield went out Andy Singleton went out um, quite a lot um, so uh, just just on the FFCC um, been working on it all day to make sure that uh, all the uh, everything is correct I've double checked all the results and everything um, unfortunately and this is going to be a little bit of a gripe at, at fan tracks so Fantrax has a live scoring section of the app which shows all 22 players as if they're active. Um, 
and there's no way to change that. It does say if there's a que- there's like a little question mark, like hint box at the top that does explain that actually to see the scores, you have to go into the standings or the playoff standings. Um, so on a desktop, it's much easier to see them. On a mobile app, their mobile browser isn't quite as good. So you have to go all the way to the top, hit standings, scroll all the way across to playoffs and then see the structure and it will have all the individual matchups and the scores. Um, there's just no way around that. That unfortunately is not um, something that's in our control. Um, it's caused uh, a lot of headaches and I've responded to as many people as I can on Twitter and, and there were some people that weren't happy, but um, ultimately this was the, one of the only apps that could really support it and the only one that wasn't willing to charge us. So uh, apologies for some people that have had a bit of a weird experience. They didn't know they they won or lost and that's sort of half the challenges with a uh, you know, first time format, but uh, hopefully going forward, everyone should know what's what, and we will look to do a different platform next year for it because uh, it's been hundreds of hours migrating uh, lineups and things on this. So, sorry, I'm just getting off my chest. It's been a, a long day with it. <laughs> if, it if you are listening to fan trucks, we've had enough. See you later, suckers. I, it's, a, it's a shame because I. It, the support has been quite good. Like I've been trying to work with them, but it's just the platform just isn't <laughs> like with any custom platform. Like I get that when you customize things beyond belief, there's always going to be some hitches, but it's just for best ball, like to have the live scoring include every player and not just your lineup. Like it's just a bit weird. Um, so I don't, I don't really know like what, what they're trying to do like either just take away the live scoring if they took away the live scoring page for best ball it'd be fine because people would have to go into their roster and then they could see the the actual score because if you go into your roster you'll see uh the actual players that result because it has a star against them and then actually once the week's over it it deletes all the other scores so it just has the players who actually scored uh it's just and also the views are so different so on mobile you go into standings and it doesn't let you customize the viewing Anyway, it's not an anti-Fantrex party, but it's just been uh, a bit of a nightmare. So apologies, Rush Nation, for those of you that had a bit of a usability um, challenge with it. Um, I'm not going to apologize for the people who didn't read the rules and uh, are confused that uh, they thought they were winning because after looking at 22 players, they're like, oh, well, I had 22 players and they had 22 players and I'm winning. But actually, when it goes to 10 and 10, I lose. It's like, you don't count your bench. Um, I get at first you might be a little confused, but you know it, it's quite clear that it was only a lineup of ten. So anyway, um, <laughs> rant over. I'm done. On to some lighter news, man. Rush Nation, yeah. we are interested in what merchandise you would like to see in our shop that is going to be going live on the web page soon. Uh, tweet at us, you know, at Five Yard Rush, Facebook, Instagram. Or email us, 5yardrush at gmail.com. Let us know if you're interested in merch, what merch you'd be interested in buying, if so. And just come and conversate about the general merchandise area that that we're going to open up because we'd like to know what you're interested in and and if you'd be interested in purchasing at all. Yeah, definitely. It's really important for us to to try and um, give something back and we want to grow the pod and... uh, merchandise is, is something that we are keen on and, and keen to pass out at very reasonable prices. So just keen to get in touch with what you guys might want and we can uh, we can work with you on that. Um, I'm also going to throw a little teaser out here and I haven't even mentioned this to you yet because this is how busy it's been. Like Stocks and I normally message 
quite a lot during each day and um, just chatting about the pod or just life in general and uh, all sorts of things and we've both been pretty silent because you've mowed about 97 different lawns across, it's been yep. across the <laughs> south of england today <laughs> and i have when not been uh dealing with the ffcc and uh, a few other bits and pieces for the pod i have been uh obviously settling into a new job and a new kid um and home life and trying to get back to some correspondence on some other people, but also it was really busy at work. I got in at like quarter past eight, but I was messaging Evan from beermenow.co.uk earlier and he has offered, it's a teaser and we'll let you know how, but he is going to give away a case of beer to a, a listener of the pod. Okay. So stay tuned and keep your eyes peeled for uh, further announcements on the Twitter also. Um, we're still ironing out what the criteria is for the beer, but he has promised me that he's going to give away a beer, a box of beer to, uh, to listen to the pod. How very cryptic. I absolutely love it. Well, no, the, the, that's literally it. It's, it's not cryptic as in that's all the information. We're going to work out how we're going to give it away, but he has approached us and volunteered to give away, uh, a case of beer to someone. So for being, you know, such he's just a big fan of the pod and he's got a case of beer to give away and that also means we also get a case of beer out of that oh well you know evan shout out to you that is big time big time yeah so stay tuned hopefully we'll have something more next week or it might be released on the uh twitterverse before that um as to how you can enter to win a case of beer we vouch for the beers they're brilliant um evan and his partner do a great job and uh yeah so Stay tuned as to how you can win a free beer. Uh, and also, a box of beer. Free box of beer, not a beer, a whole box. And uh, the box we had, Murph, was pretty special. So you'd be winning an absolute gem of a prize there, Russian Nation. I've got one Definitely. more shout out to uh, do, Murph. This one I haven't run past you, but the uh, guys, well, I say guy, it's a, one chap and his wife called Matthew who run a website called American Sports Apparel. And basically, this dude collates orders from people in the uk to purchase from an american website uh whether it be fanatics nfl.com amazon basically whatever you want within reason from america and then once or twice a month i think he does then a huge shipping order and brings over the whole bulk order in one go which he then unloads in his lounge parcels up individually him and his wife and then takes down to the local post office destroys the postal system wherever he lives for a day and he does this all off his own back, like to help people save on postage. So a normal Fanatics order from America, I think you pay like 28 quid postage. Whereas if you sign up to American Sports Apparel, it's £2 a month. And that's all you pay for the postage. I think that covers the postage. I could be wrong here, but Matthew is such a nice guy. I've been messaging him and stuff because there's a few hats I want, but they don't sell them in this country. So I've had to do it. So rather than pay the postage, I signed up for a year's membership to american sports apparel and he's he was really useful and to, to think that this guy just does it out of his lounge because he wants to help people out is ridiculous so if you are interested in gear from america go check them out on facebook yeah it's american sports apparel and it's just basically a cheaper way to get postage from america and it's a really good community as well so go check them out and uh, matthew is a top dude so i just wanted to shout that out there because he helped me massively last night with my crucial catch hats that hopefully might just get here for the last one london game so you never know amazing that's awesome so yeah definitely check them out um 
I don't know if Matthew's also on the Twitterverse. If he is, get his details. We'll uh, we'll shout him out on there as well. He's um, on the Twitterverse, and he's. I'm also in a league with him where he didn't. He hasn't played fantasy before, so he asked for some advice a little while back, and uh, he's faring much better in that league than I am. Let's just say that. <laughs> I love that. Um, also, a uh, quick mention on the Twitterverse, we passed 4,000 followers during game day on Sunday. So um, thanks so much to everybody who is following us on there. Um, it's amazing to think that a year ago we had about two or 300 uh, people following us on there. And now we're 4,000 people. It's just mad. Um, and uh, growing every day, which is which is really cool. So we have we post everything that we do on there. So links to articles, um, the pods, obviously. And we also interact with a lot of people in there, start sits. Um, we try and get to as many as we can. Um, I don't think I've missed one this season yet. Um, but obviously the more that the volume goes up, then the more it becomes unlikely that we answer all of them. But uh, at this moment in time, just want to say a big thank you to everyone for, for that. And uh, I'm now going to, while well, I've got my begging bowl out, uh, issue a plea for reviews. So we haven't had a review since um, the last day of July. Oh, um, no. What's happened, Rush Nation? I know. There's been no reviews since then. And so um, we've kind of, we were charting for a little bit above uh, Move the Sticks and Dave Damashek football program in a few different areas. But due to like the algorithms and the reviews sort of stopping, I guess we have stopped asking for them. But if you are listening to the show, um, you'll hear all the time people saying like, Oh, okay, just leave us a five star review. It is really important for like our reach and what we can do. And we appreciate that sort of the schedule has been a little bit out of whack the last few weeks as uh, uh, I've been off and then adjusting to baby Milo uh, entering my world. And uh, you've been busier than ever. Um, But we are going to, go back to three shows a week and we're going to have some stellar guests. We just didn't want to let anybody down with sort of the kind of moving schedule that you and I have at the moment. But within the next week or two, we should be going back to to three shows a week in which we'll do two. And then the supporting cast of five yard rush will be compiling a NFL review for you every Monday as well. Yep. So Monday night show is going to be the staff takeover. Murph and I are handing over the reins, so Lord only knows how that's going to go. Uh, rest assured, Rush Nation, if they don't perform, they will be getting the kicking boots faster than uh, a terrible kicker in the NFL. A name escapes me right now, but Murph and I will be watching with all four eyes. And uh, so, yeah, if you're listening, boys, big pressure. Yeah, big pressure. So, uh, But it, it's going to be great. There should be a few of them. Uh, on there every week talking through the games giving you some takes and then we will chime in as usual with our flagship show which is this show that you tune into and and love Um, and then we'll get back to doing the guest shows later in a week so there's uh, plenty of guests that we've got lined up willing to come on it's just getting the schedules right so we will get that uh, organized and back up and running hopefully by next week but if not in the next couple of weeks and we've got some great content for you lined up as well. And who knows, Murph, you and I might pop in on the Monday show occasionally as well. You just never know. <laughs> yeah, that that could definitely happen. The staff take over and get taken over themselves. Um, yeah, that's right. I just had to play that one in my head. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, you never know when we might chime in. And well, wherever else you and I might make appearances, who knows? Exactly that. I, I You know, I quite fancy jumping on the Monday show as just, just as a, another cog. You know, just sit there and let someone else run the ship and... I'll chime in when they need me. And and if they do start to flounder, I'll get the flare gun out, fire it up and 
Stocks and Murph will rescue the ship. I think my Monday appearances will depend on whether or not the Buccaneers won or not. <laughs> <laughs> if it's only like the last couple of seasons, it might just be like I make a fleeting appearance. And by the end of the season, when we win an absolute garbage game, I probably won't even have the energy to come on. Like I wrote that article last year about how Victory Monday is actually a really disappointing thing for Buccaneers fans because it means Dirk Cutter has ever so slight chance of keeping his job. <laughs> I mean, it got so morbid at the end there. But uh, anyway, happier times. Yeah, well, if the Broncos carry on the way they are, I'll be on every Monday because it'll be something else for me to talk about. To be perfectly honest with you, and I'm glad you brought the Broncos up, I feel really heartbroken for every Broncos fan out there because I do not understand how you lost that game legitimately because for me I do not understand how you can call that timeout that quickly with one second left the clock should have expired the game should have been over I do not know how a play can stop on one second there'd be absolutely no runoff and the time off is called like it's just not possible we see this all the time where um the play ends and there's at least a few seconds then a timeout is called and all right sometimes they put a second or two back on but it can't be instantaneous. You can't go to the referee before the play ends and says, oh, when that ball's down, I'm going to call a timeout. Like, that's not how it goes, um, unless the rules have changed. So I don't, like, I feel really bad because Vic Banchio did all the right things. He, you know, you know, he goes for it on, uh, it gets a penalty, and they look like they were going to go for it on fourth down, get a penalty, drag back. Then they go to kick the field goal, and there's a penalty that goes in their favour, and then he goes for it again on fourth down, and he and he makes it, and you think like you've just robbed that guy of his first victory as a coach in the NFL, and I just think I just think it's wrong, and I think the officiating is worse than ever. Um, you talk about all this action for replay, but this week's games were just shocking. I thought the officiating was beyond poor in a lot of games. You got the Saints game with um, the fumble recovery that should have been a touchdown, it wasn't. And that's only going to give Saints fans more um, fueling to their fire that they're being robbed every week. You've got the Buccaneers where you've got a guy who's moved, you've got a referee who's moved the ball forward an entire, like, uh, entire yard. Like, you're just thinking, like, everyone can see on the TV how badly he's moved that forward, and yet it's not given. Then you've got, I don't know, I'm not going to get into referee. It's just a, it's just a joke. I just thought the decisions <laughs> were just absolutely poor. There was about, I could probably write 15, 20 decisions that was just an absolute disgrace this weekend and you've got the ability to replay but you haven't got the ability to make the right calls I just think it's 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 really bad if you just take away replay and we just allow human error because I think it's more annoying that you've got replay and you can't fix the errors Mm. I'll tell you what Roger if you're listening former guest of the podcast why don't you come on and explain some of these errors and just try and help us not to defend referees but to try and help us understand why maybe these calls have been made and something like that that's a long yeah, uh, yeah I, I, we'll definitely reach out. I think we should make that happen because I, I do feel for the referees. There is a, a lot of them and there is a lot that goes on and, and calls get missed, right? And you can understand that they can get a call wrong. And I haven't got a problem with them getting a call wrong, but it's when it's so bad and it's like they blow the whistle knowing that they've been told about 50 times not to blow the whistle to blow a play dead when they can review it. Um you had the officiating crew on Thursday night in Charlotte who just, they, they, did, they looked like they had never officiated the game. They kept talking around each other. They spent more time discussing what they had slash hadn't seen than the game actually went on. It was just really confusing. Like, nobody knew. I, I said this last year when the, um, oh, what's the name of the short-lived league that's already got, it's been that short-lived that I've already forgotten the name of it. Not the XFL. A, 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 A. 
Oh, the AAF. Know. That's the one. All I could think of was AFL, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> uh, the AAF, that's it. See, it was that short-lived. It was less than a year ago, already forgotten about it. So the AAF, when they had the Sky ref, the Sky judge, yep. that needs to come back. Like, that just needs to be a thing in the NFL. I said it at the time. I say it now. Just have someone who is there explaining the decision to where you can dial in and you at home can understand the thought process. Because referees are going to miss stuff. I don't have a problem with... If, it, if it's a wrong call because they've not seen it or it's just a, a, an error. Like I, I think every fan can accept the fact that errors are made, but it's when it's so bad and they have the ability to have just let it go and then correct it. And instead they blow it dead. It's just mind blowing. And then spotting the ball a yard in the wrong place. It's just, it's inexcusable. Like that is inexcusable. You can't move the ball forward an entire yard. Like it's stupid. Like, uh, anyway, especially, we won the game. So especially when there's, there's people watching so quickly as well, there could just be, you know, in snooker, when they go to the, the view above to respot the balls correctly, just yeah. have the same thing in the NFL. Just say like, go in the guys here. Like that's, that's forward a yard actually, mate, put it back sort of thing. And they have we'll, that. They have the technology to go and look and see where the ball was spotted. That's what I'm but saying. Like literally, he picked it. it up. He took a step forward and put the ball down. You're like, if you take a step forward, you know, you've spotted the ball forward. Like, ah, oh, they true. just didn't know what they were doing. Like it's the fact he takes a step forward and puts the ball down. You're like, come on, mate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just silly. Um, but anyway, there's so much more news and we're talking about officiating. So why don't we head into the news? Because there's so much going on this week. Um, and then we can just briefly go through the waiver wire pickups. Yeah. I mean, waivers, we'll mention them quickly. Murph. We, we've started putting our article out uh, as pretty much as early as we can on a Monday afternoon. So Murph and I, scour the information from Sunday night's games, come up with our waiver wire list and put it out on the website. We do tweet it and it's out uh, sometime, normally around three o'clock Monday afternoons. We try and like to get ahead of the curve. And in our flagship show, the waiver show on a Tuesday, hopefully you'd have seen the website by then and there might be some more information that we can plug into on the Tuesday show, but we try and give our best picks on the, on the website Monday so you can get your waiver claims in nice and early. Yeah, as, but especially as uh, my waiver picks haven't changed all that much. And people will think it's laziness and it, it just isn't. It's just the fact that I look at opportunity and think that the opportunity is there. So, um, you know, I haven't got much to add from my waiver picks from last week because they're all mostly still out there. They did move a bit. Um, I've got a few new additions, don't get me wrong, but should we let's, let's leave waivers to the end or do you want to do them now? No, 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 we can do them at the end. I was just pointing out that yeah. they are out there on the website if you if you want to go and cross-reference those with what we're talking about whilst listening. If you want Five Yard Rush in your life twice at the same time with your eyes and ears, look at the website whilst listening to us. How's that? Definitely. How many Superflex two-quarterback league teams do you think got absolutely destroyed by the injuries this weekend? Like, if you oh. drafted both of them. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, my FFCC team uh, had that. I lost a few games with Breeze uh, this week that were two quarterbacks. So, yeah, I, th- I think the two quarterback league. I just don't. I've never known a season where so many quarterbacks have gone down because you've lost. Um, first of all, you lost Andrew Luck before the whole thing started. Then you lost uh, Nikki Foles. Then you've lost um, Sam Donald. Sam Donald to mono, and I've had glandular fever. By the way, anyone that thinks he's playing this week has just got another thing coming. Um, Simeon as well <laughs> he's gone for the year by the way yeah they turned around and said I listened to a podcast earlier he said oh it's not that bad he hobbled off 
um, but he should be all right. He might miss a game. He's out for a year. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, hot take. Got that one wrong. Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I've had Glenda fever and it took me six months to recover fully um, because it's not the actual virus itself. It's the after effects of it. Um, have you ever had glandular fever? Touchwood, no, I haven't. Right, it is, it is honestly the dirtiest thing I've ever had in my life because it's not just the fact that you... It, it, it's like a really bad cold at first and it just doesn't go away for a few weeks and that's pretty bad. Um, and by the way, if you're hearing the term mono, it's it's the same thing, it's in the same family. It's just that's what Americans call it. Um, but the after effects of it, it leaves your body so drained. I honestly thought I was depressed because... I just wanted to sleep all the time. I had no energy. I couldn't get out of bed. I had a perennial doctor's note. Like I'd go to work and I had no energy to like pick up the phone or like write anything down. Like my work colleagues just looked at me and just, I was like a shadow of myself. It was like someone had shackled me up. Um, And I was like that for about five to six months. It was really bad. Like it's just the, it's not the, the actual virus itself it's the after effects of the recovery that's just so so dirty because it attacks your entire immune system and just everything about you and yeah i, I can't see him playing for a few weeks because it's going to take a while to shake that off unless he's got i mean he might he'll have better health care i suppose and they might be able to give him some uh supplements that might be able to help him recover quickly but it's yeah gonna i can't see it's going to be a while it's 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 a truly awful awful thing to have um but yeah trivia simon simeon now he's he's uh out for the entire season with his ankle um drew Brees, he uh played thumb war with aaron donald and lost out there didn't he that's right um ben roffersberger is out for the year um so it's just it's just crazy like in terms of how many quarterbacks um we've you lost uh, Cam Newton, Cam Newton's aggravated his uh, his foot injury, so he Currently might not. Boot. Yeah, so he might not go. Yeah, you're saying Eli Manning's been benched. Um, yeah, it's a, and then but it's okay because Paxton Lynch has got himself a job in the NFL again. He's now on the Steelers practice squad. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's Jets fans are calling for Mark Sanchez to come back. Oh my oh. god, can you imagine if Mark Sanchez comes out of retirement to play for the Jets? It'd be ridiculous. Oh my God, that'd be incredible. Two years in a row, Mark Sanchez is back in our world. Uh, <laughs> everyone knows, by the way, I'm not taking the, the mickey here. I genuinely love Mark Sanchez. But, uh, butt fumble aside, I thought he was a good quarterback. And um, last year, if you've been listening to us that long, you know that we got him a team. We got him a job in the NFL uh, through our Twitter campaign and uh, constantly messaging. And uh, it'd be nice to see him come back. I don't think he will, but if he did, that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, it's it's thin in quarterback right now, and you know it, it goes without saying that the, if you're in a two quarterback league and the, the the wire's thin, you know bet the house on Mason Rudolph, and you might even need to pick Luke. You might even need to pick Luke Falk up this week, <laughs> <laughs> which would be incredible. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, if he's not owned, is someone you need to go and grab. And if you have to spend 80, 90, 100% of your fab to do it because you don't have a quarterback, then you've just got to do it. Um, you know, we, we're in a league. I'm not going to say which one in case any of the league mates are listening. Um, but we're in a league and we've put our entire waiver claim on a quarterback. And I feel awful for doing it. <laughs> listen, but we're so strong. It's quite a deep roster. And I feel like we're in a good place everywhere else. Um, so I just feel like, 
why not? Because if if we get the quarterback situation right, like we've got two fit quarterbacks. That's the only difference is we have two fit quarterbacks. But if one of them goes down, then we are absolutely dead. Like we might as well just fold the tournament now. So uh, yeah, it's annoying, and we might not even win it. That's the thing because we spent six fab bucks on someone else last week. So <laughs> um, yeah, oh well, it's what's meant to be will be. Well, that's it. We'll find out. We'll get our report card at eight a.m. tomorrow morning. Well, I can't wait for the 397 notifications that come through at exactly the same time. But, yeah, by the way, I, I must say I love Sleeper and we're big promoters and we're uh, fan, uh, brand ambassadors or whatever we are of, of Sleeper, right? Um, <laughs> the notifications are starting to get on my wick, so I need to go in and change all my notifications because that when the daily report comes out, we get about 40 of those notifications. Yeah, my phone looks like it's just absolutely crazy. I don't need to know how badly I've done. Thanks. <laughs> Although I must say, my uh, home dynasty league team turned up this week, which was good news. After I mean, I, it, it is out the red zone threat. Yeah, it's absolutely stacked. And last week they just powder puffed all over the place. Managed to get the dub, but this week they all turned up, which was good news. Um, but in that league, it it should be worth mentioning. No, no, this is definitely worth mentioning. We should have led to the show with this news, Murph. <laughs> that. My the the defending champions, the Wheelstone Raiders, uh, coached by Josh Drink, Drink, went down to my orphaned team. Now, I think it was pretty clear. Although my team finished second, I so I didn't get charge of this till the summer. By the way, so I didn't take charge of this last year. I inherited a team that was in the, at the end of its first year, and it had traded all its stars and all of its picks, which I don't quite understand how that is possible to be left with the roster I was left with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll have to explain that one because I don't know. Like, literally, I'd lost all my players and all my picks. So after some weeding dealing over the summer to acquire some talent and some picks, um, we peeled off our first win by defeating the, the defending champions, Josh Wheelstone Raiders, by a whopping 2.01 points. Um, <laughs> but a win is a win. We thought we were going to go 0-14. We're like the Miami Dolphins. But actually, you say that, we've assembled a good young squad. Um you know, waiver wires have helped picking up John Walsh and uh, Darren Waller and, you know, drafting Mikhail Hardman, who chipped in, um, picked up most uh, off of uh, waivers. You know, the waiver wire was, was very kind and uh, it's yielded a dub. So that is living proof that you might have the most rubbish team, but if you can play the wire, you can remain competitive. It, it, so, Josh, on you. Uh, I, I will defend Josh slightly in that he's running back CMC and Kamara laid almost goose eggs this week but right you've got to so play my, the team my, in front of you yeah but my my running backs are damon williams raheem Mostert, and miles sanders well, i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying you know it was, it was it was the right week to play josh well yeah you know and you know i had cam newton who who didn't do much mvs didn't do much and robinson didn't do much it's just the fact that um, all right, Mostert had, had a great game ross had a great game Wall had a great game it's see the difference is with it's coaching you can acquire the talent, but if you you can acquire the talent, you know you can have your CMCs and your Kamaras and everything, and that's all great. But if they don't turn up for you, I I have got the best. I'm basically like a non-league team, and he is like Man City, and that that is the goal for the teams. This is miles off, and I was I was seven percent to win that match at the start, seven percent. But coaching matters. I got the best out of my guys. And he didn't. So, you know, too bad, so sad. Enjoy it while you, whilst you can. Yeah, over, under on uh, one and a half wins for the rest of the season, though. 
Oh, no, I'm winning games. Uh, I, I, I said to everybody, I, I'd at least make it competitive. I only lost the first game by not a lot either. Um, I think I lost to... Uh, I lost by 31 points, which considering how bad my team was, it's actually not that bad. So, um, yeah, I think, I think I'm probably going to be good for five wins, okay. which I think is a, a win. In, yeah, in that no, considering what you... I mean, if you turn up and beat my team, uh, which, to be fair, you are my kryptonite in fantasy football. But if you beat me in that league, <laughs> I'm going to quit fantasy football because the golf in our teams is way too big. I know no one cares about our fantasy football, but I have the powerhouse team this season in that league. And if Murph rolls me over, I'm done. I'm laying down my mic and I'm just giving up because that would be a farce. I, I am 4-0 and against you this this year so far. I just want to point out three three wins in week one and uh, a win this week in the uh, in the Black Book Joe Pisapia exclusive league. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, I fully accept the loss as soon as I see we're playing each other. I just... <laughs> it, you can't in that league. Yeah. It's just... I can't do it. I've got, I've, I've got earmarked that championship for 2023. That, that's the year I'm winning that league. No chance. Of course it is. Anyway, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that was a good win. Um, we also picked up our first win in the SFB and so many other leagues. But people don't care about our fantasy news. Let's go back to regular news. And uh, we've talked about some injuries. There are some more injuries um, out there. So we mentioned all the quarterbacks. There's There might be a, a, almost no backfield in Kansas City this week because LeSean McCoy and... Um, Damien Williams, both uh, are going up. to be questionable. They're both banged up. Um, yeah, so, uh, Joe Mixon's still recovering. Yeah, Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson looks like he could be the best. I think, I think it'd be interesting to see when the updates come out, but um, I'd be surprised if if Williams does sit out. But he has been carrying a bit of a, a, a nickel all year, so I'm hoping that he does come back. Yeah. My boy, Michael Gallup, he uh, exploded again on the weekend and then went for a, what was to be a routine checkup on his knee and turns out he, need a, he needs meniscus trimming. It's going to be out two to four weeks. That is don't even know how you get like to the point where you've got too much meniscus. Like, how does that work? It, it's not because you've got too much. It's because you get a slight tear in it. Oof. And I've had it. You have, to, you have to cut round the tear. So essentially, you imagine you tear a bit of paper you then cut a, a moon shape out of the paper below the tear, so the tear essentially stops. So then you don't tear your entire meniscus. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, can I can I dot my cap to someone this week who has really impressed me? It's Adam Vinatieri, not for his kicking ability, but I love the fact that he got everybody in the world to think he was retiring. I just think that is sensational. When he didn't say anything, he's just like, uh, he told a beat reporter that... He, you'll hear from me tomorrow. And the beat reporter said, well, no, I won't because it's Monday. And he went, no, you will. You'll hear from me. <laughs> and then basically it's come out and he's got the backing of uh, Frank Reich. And then he says, I never considered retiring. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely love Adam Minotaur. Just the fact that he, he's been playing since 1996 and he's still pulling the wool over people's eyes. Like, I just think it's incredible. And yeah, he's, been, he's had a, a rough few games kicking, but he's at home at last uh, on Sunday and I expect him to put some rights and uh, I think he'll be absolutely fine. But yeah, so 
<laughs> Adam Vinatieri is not retiring. Um, the whole Twitterverse went mad that he was and felt it was about time, and everyone started writing his obituary. And uh, no, he's going to be playing on Sunday. So, Adam Vinatieri, you're a winner in my book for leading everybody along. Kudos. Yes, sir. Talking of, we, we mentioned Mason Rudolph a little earlier. Enough. We should mention the Mika Fitz, Mika, Minka, sorry, Fitzpatrick trade from the Dolphins. The Steelers gave up a 2020 first round pick for the Dolphins' safety. Uh, that's that's pretty big on Mason Rudolph, isn't it? Yeah, it shows some confidence in, in in him, and and also the fact that maybe they think Ben is going to be back next year, which I can't imagine he's going to be anywhere near. He's having Tommy John surgery on his shoulder, so I can't imagine he's going to be. Or his elbow, sorry, and I can't imagine he's going to be like a massively relevant because it's quite a serious injury to get back from. But both Ben and Tomlin have come out and said that uh, he'll return in 2020. Um, but Minka Fitzpatrick is a is a is a, a really really good football player. I looked at him a lot, thinking the Buccaneers could take him um, last year. Um, I have a bit of a bone to pick with the Dolphins, and I kind of started to agree with a lot of what they were doing. But now I think it's gone too far. Now, I'm all right with them trading players when they're highly priced, reasonable veterans, um, people they've been trying to get rid of for a little while. The Larry Tunsil one, I think you've got such a high price, you almost have to accept it. But now you're trading away any resemblance of your team that you could build from. So now you're getting rid of your core. So like Minka Fitzpatrick for a first round pick. I don't understand the value of that. But I, I get that, that he's a bit upset because he wants to play in a set position and Flores wants him to play like as a Swiss army knife kind of in a few different positions. But I still can't believe that you would trade that kind of talent for a first round pick because you, you've got all these picks, but you've got absolutely nothing to build from. Like they're they're decimated. There isn't anyone on that team. Like I, I said to Lee, like who who else can go on this roster? And he said everyone. But who is worth trading for? Who's worth trading for? Like Kenyon Drake, maybe you might get a third. I guess maybe. the only person you've got left is Xavier Howard, right? He's deaf. I think, but he has signed the- on. You you've just paid him, so he he's the one that's that's going to remain. So you're going to you've got one player who is committed to the cause because they want they all want out and. I just think that I'm all right with trading away talent to a degree and getting rid of older players and acquiring draft picks. But when you've got to the point now where the team is so far from being competitive, they're being outscored 102 points to 10 in the first two games of the season. And it's so bad that no one wants to play. It's almost like an unfair advantage because the 12 teams in the league that get to play the Dolphins have a significant advantage over the 20 teams that don't. Or the 19 teams are playing. Yeah, it's almost a bye week. Like a bye week I mean, win. I mean, this, I, I somehow believe the Dolphins are going to win a game. I don't know why or how, but I do think they win a game or two. And I, I, Lee and I only talked about this two weeks ago, and I didn't think they were in a full tank. I just thought everything they'd done had kind of made sense. But now they're trading away players like Minka Fitzpatrick. I just think is, I just think it's really frustrating um, because now you've got. You know, you've got teams that are like take the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins are not a good football team this year. They're just not. They, you know, they've got a couple of young players. They've had some injuries. The defense is pretty poor. But at least on the field, they're putting an effort in. They're at least trying to be competitive. 
You know, everyone thought that offense was going to be absolutely terrible this year, and they've put up 20-plus points in the last two games. All right, they've lost both games, but it's competitive. Like, they're, they're out there. You can see there's an effort. I can't see in Miami 53 men putting, putting effort on the field. And I just think it's it, – what is the point? Like, you might as well just fold up for the season and just to hand the wins out because, you know, they're not even playing their rookies. Like, if Josh Rosen was playing, you go, okay, fine. Josh Rosen's playing is a developmental year. But they're still sticking with Fitzpatrick. Like, it's just – I don't understand what's going on. And I, as a Dolphins fan, I just feel it's it, it's such a shame because we've got so many of them in this country and they're having to be put through a really down year. And I, I think the league should – should stop them from trading any more players because I think it's just unfair. I think you you can't just lose the entire roster um, and just think, okay, we'll trade all the young players and, and we'll just trade everyone we can, like a fire sale, and we'll just rebuild. Because you've you got a line there now, that, that offensive line. You put a quarterback behind it. So you put Tua behind there and you draft, let's say you draft, I think they're picking six times in the top 60, five times in the top 60 they're picking. So you pick up a left tackle, Another offensive line piece, uh, a defensive line piece, uh, a quarterback, and a running back. That's or a wide receiver. But if you haven't fixed the line, that if it's Tua, that whole offensive line needs a rebuild from scratch, and it takes time to bed in. You're going to have a David Card situation or an Andrew Luck situation, which is just going to go down and just get sacked and get injured. So you can have this shiny new prospect that could be injured beyond belief because there's no protection for it. It's definitely worrying down there in Miami, that's for sure. Murph, we've got some breaking news, mate. More injuries. I say injuries. It's just an injury. Djax is an abdominal strain that's going to sideline him for about two weeks. You know why? It's because he put a shift in at last. He's, he's gone three years without putting a shift in in Tampa, and he's finally turned up, put a shift in in, in Philly, and then he's got injured. Should have no taken the money, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's harsh. I do like Djax. I know I was afraid some shade at him, but it wasn't his fault. Uh, but yeah, no, he'll recover. Side str- abdominal strain. He'll he'll, he'll recover. Yeah. Um, so we don't have Nelson Aguilar on our waiver list, but if you're in a deep league, he might not be a bad ad as a wide receiver three. Is he not? He didn't he? Didn't play last week? Did he? Yeah, he had a big game. Balled out. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Or maybe he him. didn't ball out because you didn't know he played, and you know pretty much everything there is to know. So. <laughs> I didn't pay. I didn't pay too much attention to that game. I, I was too busy watching your uh, your Denver Broncos because oh, that game it. grabbed my attention stop even it. more. Yeah. But, uh, no, you're right. Yeah, eight receptions, 107 yards, and a TD. Just saying, bro. Yeah, that's true. JJ Arcega Whiteside's another one. If they because they lost, Dallas got up. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey and <laughs> Sean Jackson pretty much all before kickoff. Yeah, so I mean, Carson Wentz also was injured during the game. He came back in, but yeah. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, obviously we haven't mentioned the fact that um, perennial uh, underperformer Eli Manning has finally been benched. No, we did. We mentioned it. Uh, we did mention it. Yeah, but Danny we didn't Dimes... mention. Yeah, we didn't mention that Danny Dimes is going to get absolutely annihilated down in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you, you know why he's called Danny Dimes, don't you? No because he's going to spend so much time on the floor from Shaq Barrett on Sunday that he's literally just going to be able to find all the dimes that are on the floor of the car park. Oh, that's awful, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Russian, I can literally only apologise for Murph there. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Listen, I've waited like 14 years for the Buccaneers to have a relevant defence, so... um... (laughs) 
let, let me enjoy it i can jack barrett is an absolute beast you mentioned it when you were on with lauren because i texted yep. you but he's an absolute machine yes, and sir. that run stopping defense is great so um yeah i try to think if there's any more relevant uh and uh, jalen ramsey wants to trade he wants out of uh, Jacksonville after uh, staring, going face to face with Doug Marone, um, which I think is reasonable because of how talented he is. But I also think he's going to outlast Doug Marone anyway. So maybe <laughs> he just waits it out. I don't think Doug Marone is, is long left for that job. I think there's a few coaches that are going to be uh, gone in the in the near future, shall we say, um, yeah, sure. at the end of the season. And I think Doug Marone's list will be. Uh, name will be pretty much near the top of that list. So I think if Jalen Ramsey is willing, he has come out and said, right now I'm still member of Jags. Yeah. So, I Jamal mean, Adams I, apparently also was asked for a trade from the New York Jets. See, I hear conflicting reports on this um, because he was benched on, he was, he was benched for five plays on Sunday. Oh, Monday night, sorry, because he anticipated a play incorrectly. And that was his punishment by Greg Williams. Apparently, he doesn't see eye to eye, but he came out and said that no, I did I did get that play wrong. So that's why I was benched. And, you know, I think it's kind of gone mad. So for years, the contracts in the NFL have made it pretty prohibitive for players. And the way that the contracts have been structured, you hear all these big numbers, but actually they don't very rarely do they ever see all the money on the contract. But now player power has shifted almost completely to the other way now where all these players can threaten. I've never seen so many players threaten to trade or hold out or withdraw because they know that the power is with them at last and they're calling teams bluffs on this. Um, but at the end of the day, if I mean, if you're the Jets and you're in the situation you're in now, um, you've got no Sam Darnold, you've lost CJ Mosley for a couple of weeks, you're 0-2, you're in a division with the Patriots, you're probably not going to make the playoffs this year. So I would call his bluff. Just go, okay, fine, you can just sit out and we're just not going to pay. Yeah, that's true. I just, I, I, I just, I really hope a team decides now. The Chargers have really seemed to be the only ones when they've gone, all right, Melvin Gordon, if you want to sit out, crack on. You crack on, you sit out, mate. Don't worry about it. We've got Austin Eckler, who's the RB1 in fantasy football right now, and we've got Justin Jackson. We're good. Don't worry about it. You just put your feet up. Don't actually need you. You're actually just saving us money. So, um, and, and and Melvin Gordon's market is going to be massively shrunk next year. So he, he he's going to have to come back at some point. If he comes back, I don't think he gets many snaps. So he might get most of the year off anyway. But then he's no that bell. I don't think he's going to command the kind of money he thinks he's going to get in free agency, especially if he's not played a year. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting time, that's for sure. Yeah, I think that is us up to date with it. That's what I mean, Rush Nation. It's been such a crazy, 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 crazy week um, with news, with all these injuries, with everything going on. Um, it's been that crazy that John Ross is the uh, uh, wide receiver with the most yards in the NFL. That's how crazy it is. <laughs> Good Lord. That's the world we live in. That the the person with the player with the most receiving yards in the NFL is John Ross. Oh, uh, what's happening? <laughs> and Andy Dalton is second in passing yards. Yeah, because that boy is just going to keep going. That's why he's in the waiver wire column, which I think is a very nice segue to guess what? The waiver wire column. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Andy Dalton. Why don't you let Rush Nation know why he's in there? Yeah, so I put Andy Dalton in here, uh, believe it or not. Um, I just think he is slinging the ball 
uh, a heck of a lot at the moment. So at the moment he uh, is averaging he's averaging the second most pass attempts uh, in the NFL behind Kyler Murray. So he's averaging forty. It's 46 passing attempts on average uh, a week. So um, absolutely crazy uh, in terms of what he is doing at the moment. And the, the other thing that's working against him is that the, the defense is quite bad. I mean, it, it's pretty poor. Like they gave up 41 to the charge uh, to the 49ers on Sunday, and they just can't seem to make a play. Uh, that defense has got four sacks, one uh, interception, and one fumble in two games. And they played the Giants and Eli Manning in one of those. So. Um, it's not a huge vote of confidence that they're making a lot of stops. So they're going to be behind in a lot of games. And, and as a result, Andy Dalton's just been left to throw it. Not to mention, you've also got uh, Joe Mixon, who's still recovering from this ankle injury. So combined, that uh, running game has been pretty sluggish in Cincinnati. Um, Andy Dalton is still only 9.2% owned, which I just think is shocking considering the amount of yards he puts up. And, you know, as we keep saying, he's got the, the Dalton line is, is average. So he is like the most average quarterback in the NFL, which means he's probably 16, 17. With all these injuries up to date before now, he should have been owned. So I don't know why he wasn't, but he just has this tag of not being seen as good. But average means he's good. He just means he's not great. <laughs> Like he, he puts up good numbers. He's been over 300 yards both weeks. He's thrown two touchdowns both weeks. Uh, he picked up an amazing two yards of rushing. <laughs> I should point that one out um, this week as well. Um, so at the moment, he is overall on fantasy points, uh, the quarterback 11. But in total yards thrown, he's the quarterback two um, behind Patrick Mahomes. So expect him to throw for 40 plus times again. He's ahead of Aaron Rodgers in fantasy. He's ahead of Matt Ryan in fantasy. You should start Andy Dalton and just feel pretty fine about it. Like he, He'll do a job for you this week. Absolutely no problem. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he's not going to be the middle line after all these injuries, is, there? is he? He's going to be well above the middle line. Exactly that. At this point, Andy Dalton is a QB1. Like, and he's never been a... T- Don't forget, Andy Dalton was almost an MVP in this league. Like he had a season where he went fifteen and one. Like I know he's regressed, but also the other news, this is something we didn't pick up. There was a hidden line that came out um last week, which surprisingly wasn't picked up, and I only came across it about about ten minutes before we came on. That AJ Green is not expected to be back until week ten. What? Of his own words. He said, I don't know where the press thought they were coming out with this four to five weeks. It was always much more severe than that. Um it was always going to be at least eight weeks. And the bye week is week nine. Oh, Murph, you've just... Oh. <laughs> so AJ, AJ Green is not going to be back more than likely until the bye is week nine. So more than likely week 10. I mean, he might be back the week before the bye. No. No, I'm not having it. <laughs> That's oh. his own words. It's on the Bengal site. Damn it. <laughs> AJ... Like feel like I've crushed your dreams. Well, um, I've got his jersey primed for the London game and now he's not even going to be there. No. You better get a John Ross jersey, mate. I've got a Cooper Cup one, so I'll just sling that on and represent the <laughs> other side. I'm such a... Your, your fandom has just gone out the window. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just... I'm going to represent whoever I'm wearing. That's my... Uh... Okay. I love that. So, yeah. Uh, so You do the other Dalton. quarterback. 
All right, so uh, <laughs> I can't believe I've got... It's a hat-trick appearances for Josh Allen three weeks in a row. He has made the uh, waiver wire list. Um, he's probably not going to make my threshold, so I keep a 30% threshold um, in line. He is 28.1% owned, which, again, I think is absolutely shocking. He's not over 30% owned. I know he will be soon. So, um, again, he's not absolutely stellar, but his rushing um, touchdowns and, and rushing yards... Uh, keep him relevant he's also his accuracy has improved this season um he's got slightly better weapons to aim at um but he's you know he's averaging uh he's averaging 250 yards a game he's averaging two touchdowns one of them on the ground one of them passing which is it is important that as a distinction because if you're playing in a league with four tds for uh throwing then the rushing reception the rushing touchdowns are six obviously he gets more points for rushing touchdowns so uh, the fact that we put that distinction in isn't just like, oh, he's just got two touchdowns. No, he's got one passing and one, and one rushing because the rushing touchdowns should, or in some leagues, will be worth more. So it's, again, a little cheat code to that. Plus, he's going to return to you somewhere between two and four uh, points extra a week just in terms of his rushing floor. He's got the Bengals, as I've already mentioned, are pretty terrible. Um, Josh Allen is the QB 12. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just behind Dalton, but uh, he provides a slightly slave for floor due to his rushing ability. Um, but I do expect Allen to get another rushing touchdown this week. I do expect him, especially as there's no Devin Singletree there. It's just Frank Gore in that backfield. I think he will rip some off and go for it. So yeah, I, I, I fancy Josh Allen just again, just that stability. It's not, it's not going to dazzle you. I'm not shooting for him to be the, the, the quarterback one, but when you're streaming a player or you just need to pick one up, you just want someone who's going to be in the top 12. That's all you want. And I think he, he does that quite comfortably this week as does Andy Dalton. Absolutely. Let's stay at Buffalo, shall we? Hit the first running back and that's Frank Gore. I've gone with him. He's only 16.5% owned and it's purely that, as Murph just mentioned, Devin Singletary went down with a non-contact injury, looked like he was hobbled by his hamstring, suffered with soft tissue issues already. So I think he's... I think he misses this week. I definitely think he misses this week and he probably misses the week after as well because they're not going to want to rush him back because he looks like he's going to be their running back of the future. And uh, Frank Gore is, well, just Frank Gore, isn't he? He's 863 years old now, still going for three and a half yards a carry. Got 68 yards off 19 carries with a touchdown last week. And I think he's going to get, he's going to get over 20 carries this week now, if I can just see it. Yeah, I mean, he had 19 last week, so yeah, it's not, not a big read. I mean, Frank, that is the most Frank Gorey stat line. So Frank Gore, I looked this up. So Frank Gore averages 4.3 yards uh, a carry, um, and he averages 82 to 83 scrimmage yards a game and a touchdown. So last week, okay, his average was slightly low. It was like a three and a half a carry, as you mentioned. Um, but, you know, he had 83 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> Like, that's just what I, that's just what Frank Gore does. He just will bring you 80, 80 yards and a touchdown. Which, when you're when your running back play has been absolutely decimated, like you have McCoy or you have Damian Williams or you have Joe Mixon, um, you're worried about Aaron Jones. You are um, you know, Devin Singletree. You thought Justice Hill would have a bigger share, and he hasn't had one just yet. Um, you could do a lot worse than Frank Gore. Like it's not sexy. You're not going to see a lot of these flashy plays on, on uh, a red zone. But you can take his, you know, you can take his 14, 15 PPR points right to the bank now and say thanks very much because they're as safe as houses in, in the hands of Frank Gore. There's and, a reason uh, he doesn't get cut. 
Yeah, and, and put up, couple that, Murph, with the fact they're taking on the Bengals, who are currently giving up 27.9 fantasy points in PPR to running backs. Good Lord. Yeah. All, all, all day. Plug him in as your wide receiver to uh, running back to or your flex. I think he's going to, even if it's just for one week, it's going to be this week, and I think he's going to go ham. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the 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 running backs he's given those points, the Bengals are giving those up the points to is uh, uh, who was it? We're all it was... San Francisco last week. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> everyone, literally everyone. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. Um, that's so... a good point. I have gone with speaking of San Francisco. Great segue, by the way. Uh, I've gone with Raheem Mostert for the second uh, week in a row. So he was zero percent owned, and now he's ten point six percent owned. He's playing Pittsburgh, who uh, whose defense has been pretty poor this year uh, already. And uh, basically, if you played him last week uh, and you you won your week, I'm pretty certain, unless you ran into the Patriots defense, which we I'm did. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we did on a few occasions, which was quite annoying. Um, but if you won your week and you picked up Raheem Muster and you read it from us or you heard it from us, then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll post an address where you can send us a Christmas card because we should definitely be on that list. Uh, he was the running back three overall for the entire week in PPR. Um, so, you know, the, the great thing about Muster is his catching ability out of the pack. So it wasn't just the fact it was 13 rushes for 83 yards, but it was actually three receptions for 68 yards and a reception touchdown. So PPR monster, uh, he returned almost 23 PPR points last week. So he's an absolute must start, hence the name most start. Oh, uh, there's a there's a t-shirt. Uh, well, to be fair, I stole that off the fantasy footballers. So. Yeah, you did. But uh, yeah. if we build the t-shirt first, they can't prove it. No, that's true. So uh, I expect the 49ers um, to really get going against Pittsburgh. And I expect that game script to really benefit Moster as well. Um, so yeah, get get Moster if you still can. He's only a temporary. Op- I, I say he's a temporary option. I don't see Tevin Coleman going back and getting touches in this backfield because with Breeder and with Moster, they just a different animal, similar to why? last year. I don't understand why they've signed Tevin Coleman. Breeder, Moster, like- and Jeff Wilson. They're a pretty good committee. Oh, don't don't talk to me about Jeff Wilson. I like Jeff Wilson, but he just keeps stealing touchdowns off Moster and Breeder, so he's in the bad books. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's move on to wide receiver. I'll go first, Murph. And I've got a receiver taking on the absolutely elite Baltimore defense. I've gone for Demarcus Robinson. It was a toss-up between Miko Harvin and uh, Demarcus Robinson, both pieces in the Chiefs wide receiver call. I went for Robinson because he's only 1% owned. Had a monster week two, six receptions, 172 yards and two touchdowns. Now this, Sammy Watkins did it last week. Two weeks ago, sorry, Robinson did it this week. It could be Hardman, it could be Watkins, it could be Kelsey. But let's face it, the Chiefs are on a... They're just ethereal at the moment. And you want any part of the offense you can get. And I think Robinson's going to be the less picked up on the waivers. So I think you can spend a little bit less of your fab and still get a slice of this Chiefs pie. I don't think you can. I think if if you want him, I think you're going to have to pay 15, 20% of your fab. Well, I'm just I'm saying of, of yeah. Robinson or, or Hardman. I think Robinson's going to cost you a little bit less if they're both out. But Hardman is like nearly fifty percent owned. Okay, so I I just think you're right. I would I would. By the way, I'm quite comfortable spending fifteen twenty percent at the Fab. Yeah, I mean, Marcus I, Robinson. Another one of the reasons I went for Robinson was that he's a veteran in the league. He's 
rather as Hardman's. This is his first year. Robinson, he's been productive when asked to be. So I think that works in his favour a little bit as well. And if it turns out to be a shootout against the Ravens, then just hold on to your hats because that could be one hell of a game. It really could. I'm glad Sky put that on TV. It should be it should be a pretty good game. Um, that Baltimore defense did give up over 100 yards to Christian Kirk uh, at the weekend. So, yes, uh, it is a good defense, but I don't think it's the Baltimore Ravens defense of yesteryear. Um, I don't know. They're pretty good. I think one of the Christian one of the big Christian oh, Kirk bad. plays was broken play. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're bad. They're they're a top seven or eight defense, definitely. But Ooh. I'm just saying they're not they're not where they were. Like they're not they're not one two in the league. They're closer to five to seven than they are to one to two. I, I mean they get, they gave up a touchdown to the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, but that was pity, wasn't it? They're not as hardcore as the as the uh, Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots running a blitz on the last play of the game. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that. By the way, <laughs> Bill just does not care. Um, so yeah, no, I I really like Demarcus Robinson. I think he's someone that you're going to need to spend uh, significant bucks on to to get, and I think you should be fine with that. Um, I think he's someone that you can play this week. And then it, the worry is that when Tyreek comes back, is there enough for everybody? To be honest, I'm the one I'd be worried about of everyone is Sammy Watkins because he had that great game week one and he he regressed slightly. He did um, have 13 targets though. He did. In week, in week two. So. He, he had a lot of targets, but, um, you know, if the Baltimore D are, are stopping those from getting to where they need to get to, not Baltimore, Oakland, um, which is not on a league defense, then I, I just don't think he... Watkins, for me, is a good player, but he doesn't have the separation that uh, Hardman and Robinson will give you. Yeah, for sure. I, my point is, I think Robinson is someone who can last more than a couple of weeks, uh, especially if he keeps having the games that we that he had last week. Yeah. Right, um, onto your wide receiver, mate. Yeah, I've gone for for Debo Samuel. So we, you and me, both love Dante Pettis, but I think not anymore. I think it's fair to say that that romance is uh, that summer romance is definitely coming to an end. Um, it looks like Debo Samuel is the guy that has overtaken uh, Pettis on the depth chart at number one. So he led the Forty ers last week in targets, receptions, receiving yards, had the longest reception, and he also grabbed the TD. So I wouldn't say that the offense is quite fully up to speed, despite the fact he dropped 41 points on Sunday. Um, but I do think that Samuel is going to be the the most targeted moving forward, with the exception of maybe George Kittle. So I think he is someone who should be picked up. He's 13.2% owned. And I think his snap count and production will only go up from here. Um, again, Pittsburgh next. Fancy them too. You know, their secondary, okay, they might get Micah Fitzpatrick in in time. But... He's not going to be fully up to speed. I think it's a good opportunity to run riot um, and to put some points up. Um, I've also put in there uh, DJ Chark. Uh, DJ Chark has had two great weeks, and he's clearly Gardner Minshew's favorite target. Um, if you've got D.D. Westbrook, like we, I absolutely love D.D. Westbrook coming in, but I think he is pretty much finished um, because the backup quarterback tends to go with the backup wide receiver and they've built that relationship. So it's the same thing with James Washington and uh, Mason Rudolph. If you've got James, um, sorry, if you've, if you, if you've got James Washington on your roster, 
then you should be really hopeful now that Mason Rudolph finds him a bit more. And so that's what's happening with Gardner Minshew and DJ Chark. So Chark's 21.5% owned. I'd be picking him up everywhere I can if you haven't already got him. Absolutely. Now let's move on to tight end with. I'm going to take your one. We're just going to do one. And it's Jason Witten. He's only 18.1% owned. And we never thought we'd uh, recommend Jason Witten to be picked up on the waivers. But he keeps getting into the end zone. The... I was going to say Dolphins, and he's playing the Dolphins. But the Cowboys, they look really good. Kellen Moore has turned that offense into something frightening. Dak Prescott's completing 80% of his passes. And if you're going to get four or five receptions for like 40 yards and a touchdown off of Jason Witten against Miami, and good Lord, it could be four touchdowns. Who knows? I think you could plug him in as a streamer pretty safely this week. Yeah, I just think it's the safest the safest tight end pickup there is because... It, it's Miami. <laughs> They've given up <laughs> touchdowns galore to, to just about everyone in this league. And Jason Witten is two from two, as you say. So why why not make it a hat-trick this weekend? So, yeah, I think Witten is a, a safe play um, for a week. So if you're struggling, um, if you, uh, this a great example is if you've got someone like OJ Howard, um, which breaking news, <laughs> it's not really breaking news, Arians has just come out and said that uh, to OJ Howard that the balls will come. <laughs> Um, but he also criticised his play and work ethic. So um, I think OG Howard is a sit this week. And if you haven't got anyone else to fill in, and you haven't been listening to us about Darren Waller, then Jason Witten is probably a good place just to start this week. Um, you can also mention, I'm going to mention yours, which is Will Disley. He scored two touchdowns at the weekend. I do worry about snap count because Nick Farnett um, had more snaps than him, but it's just a case of where the plays fell. So, um, but at this point, you're just trying to shop around for someone who's relevant. And Jason Witten is as safe as it comes this week until your man gets up and running. For sure. I'm going to glaze over, I say glaze, I'm going to gloss over the kickers and DST quickly. For kicker, we've gone for Joey Sly. He's only 3.5% owned. Takes on Arizona. This is, I don't know if this is somewhat relevant on Cam being fit. I I'm not sure. But... I think it's, I think it all of a sudden, I mean, first of all, I thought it was a good pick anyway because we put it in, but I actually think it's more relevant if Cam is not fit. I do not necessarily believe. I, the first thing you've got to know is that that Carolina defense is pretty good. It will force turnovers on uh, Kyler and company, um, and they will get some good field position. They've got a good punter. They get good field position. I just can't see them finishing a lot of drives. So if Cam, isn't, if Cam is in or if he's not in, I just think they're going to kick a lot of field goals. I mean, they kick four against the Buccaneers uh, because they couldn't score. And I oh. think it, it could be another game where you could get another three or four field goals out of this. And if you're in a league that heavily promotes field goal scoring and you're going to get four from a streaming kicker that's a pretty decent return on your investment especially as he was twice over 50 as well oh well cash that in cash the check punch the ticket let's hope Cam doesn't play for Joey Sly's sake and then DST we've gone for the Packers they're only 6.6% owned they're playing my beloved Denver Broncos I say my beloved just Denver let's let's fix it come on and uh, the defense, they added a lot of pieces in the offense in the off season. Sorry, and they look pretty reborn. Yeah, they're ranked four on the season so far. DSTs, and they've come against two very difficult opponents. All right, the Bears and their offense isn't firing, but it's still a, a difficult divisional game. And then they've just come through the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Denver have not scored more than fourteen points in the game this season. Um, so. You know, they're not putting down touchdowns for fun. 
Um, and therefore, I think the Packers have a very good opportunity to uh, continue that streak, get to the quarterback, um, get some sacks, get some turnovers. They, they generate some turnovers in each game so far. Um, and I just think it's going to be a bit of a struggle for, for Denver uh, this week. Oh, well. <laughs> it sounds like I've completely checked out on Denver. Yeah, it sounds like you're you're in a Chris Wrestling and the and the Bengals sort of scenario where you're just like, mm. I I wouldn't give up. I I like Fangio and I like Dufan and you've got exciting receivers. Um, Emmanuel Sanders had a great game on Sunday. I just yeah, think it's man, a case. by the way. Good lord, Achilles tear. Don't even worry about it. I'm back. I don't get it. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Murph. I've got to be up in, uh, well, I'm not even going to tell you how long I've got to be up in, but it's it's not long. So I think we should let Rush Nation enjoy the rest of their evening. And uh, this has been fun, man. It's been good to, to chew the cud. Yeah, we will get into the studio soon, I promise. Um, yeah, just a, adjustments to, to home life and and everything. Um, but I'll get in there soon and we'll have a, a, our weekly fixture back. And uh, yeah, normal programming will be resumed. Rush Nation, uh, thanks for sticking with us. If you're in the FCC, FFCC, then I hope you are enjoying it. And uh, sorry for any TV problems. If you're in any leagues with us and there's about a couple of hundred of you that are playing fantasy football with us this year, we really appreciate it. A lot of the games have been very close. Um, and there's been some really good chat. And if, if Stocks and I aren't uh, answering every message in the chat or don't feel like we're as involved um stocks and i are in 48 so um we it's just hard to keep every chat like in a different platform and in a different place so um but do interact with us directly and ask our opinions and thoughts just at at maverick murph or at five year rush in the chats uh and we will pick them up for sure um but we really love playing with you guys and think you guys are you know it's just been special to we've made so many friends just from doing this pod and playing fantasy football which is all we really want out of life i suppose so um a big thank you to everyone who's been playing against us if you've beaten us give us some trash talk on twitter if we've beaten you um and you feel it's undeserved give us some trash talk on twitter uh give us some praise on twitter i don't mind whatever just just let's keep the interaction up I th- the interaction is great because it just allows other people to see how much fun we're having and make them want to feel like they're part of the world's biggest party which is fantasy football and yes, sir. the more players we can get and the more people we can get involved um the the better and yeah just thanks to everyone for sticking with us uh while there's been a bit of uh changes in our rhythm and routine and uh with the season up and running uh, we really appreciate every listen every comment every interaction and like i said sometimes we're a bit slow getting to you it it's not intentional um we will get to everybody as soon as possible um but just thanks for, for being special and making this so much fun and uh definitely the highlight of both of our weeks 100 percent, i could not agree more i'm gonna leave you with this parting gift First of all, Rush Nation, before the parting gift, head over to 5yardrush.co.uk, check out the rankings, check out the articles, check out the podcasts. Shop is coming soon. We appreciate all the love on the website. Murph, you said smack talk. Pitsy writes his review for the one-point listener league. And man, did we get an absolute hammering in the week one review. Let's hope he's a little bit kinder with the week two review. We still lost, but we were second highest scorer. And we lost to the highest scoring team. Pitsy, be kind. Murph, I'll chat to you later in the week. Rush Nation, this has been an absolute pleasure. If we don't speak to you, enjoy week three. But as always, don't forget, keep rushing.
we are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.